Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Where did be at when they said they're going out? And Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Christian Fowler on the line as he normally is on a Tuesday at this time. At C. Fowler BCM, senior writer, content creator for Bluff City Media. Also, our podcast, it's on YouTube, it's on Spotify, it's on Apple. It's called On the Bluff Pod for Bluff City Media. But Christian joins. Now, Christian, what's up, man? How are we doing? Uh, I'm doing good, man. How you doing? I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. I, I, no just real all right. complaints. No, just all right. Yeah, just all right, brother. Just all right. I mean, I had, to, uh, I had a buddy whose bachelor trip got uh, canceled this weekend. Um, and it was actually the same time as another buddy's wedding, so I had to. I, I think I told you about this. I had to book a flight to said wedding yesterday, and it got upcharged. So I'm still in kind of a sour mood about the uh, the pricing <laughs> on everything. But you know, I'll, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. Things these things pass. But it is. What yeah, it, it was is. between it was between Atlanta and Kansas City, right? Yes, wedding I'm, I'm headed. I'm headed to Kansas City. I'm, yeah, I'm I, well, and it got canceled. The one in Atlanta, right. so I'm headed. I'm headed to Kansas City now, and I have to still get my money back from Atlanta, from from all the various things we booked there. So, hey, things happen, right? There's a, little, I, sh- I shouldn't. I sh- people don't care about my complaints. People they don't, don't care about them. <laughs> you they, are they right. really don't. Uh, but I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Um, I have to start um, as we started yesterday on the pod. Um, if people go watch our watch our podcast on the YouTube version, uh, Connor, I need to bring you in on this because uh, there is a uh, there's a fad going around. Have you gotten into the very short uh, athletic short game here, Connor Dunning? No. Okay. I can't Christian, pull it off. Christian has Christian has delved in. He's got leg tats. He's trying to show them off. See, maybe I got pale legs and. No tat. Okay, I got nothing to show. Okay, so Christian, <laughs> I, 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 we, you, you said you were you were wearing chubbies yesterday when we were doing the uh, doing the show. You couldn't cross your legs, or we could have had an accident uh, potentially happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, is that your only pair? I, I need an explanation here. No, I've been I've been rocking short shorts since before I even had legs. Like they even have the cuts in the side, like the the cuts yeah. up the side well, of them. What are we yeah. saying is short? Like, oh, oh, like, short, like, like mid thigh. Uh, honestly, five a little a above, inch. a little above mid thigh. I'll go mid thigh. You said thigh. five and a half inch. Yeah, five and a half inch inseam is typically what I wear. Ooh, see, see, I can't do that. I can't <laughs> yeah, pull see, that off. Neither hey, can I, bro. But all the power to you. I don't think people want to see that. From all the power me, to but you, But it is Christian. what it is. I support your decision. I'll just say that. At least Connor's on my side. Gabe ripped you. me a little bit yesterday, but then he flipped. Then he was like, "Maybe I need to get me some." So well, yeah, I've been I mean, doing look, it. man, it's it, look. What do they they call them? The Hoochie Daddy shorts. That's yeah. That's what, that's what they call them these days. 
They do, but yeah, I've been I've been rocking them for for years. And when I started wearing them at first, like they had kind of become popular, but I still, you know, still got a lot of weird looks and comments. And now I feel like they're more mainstream. But no, that is not my only. Are pair. they That's comfortable the only, like, workout gear? Because you say you work out in them. Are they comfortable to work out in? Yeah, yeah. I, okay, like, so they don't ride work, up, and you're not out. uncomfortable trying to like make sure they don't ride up too far the whole time. No, when, when I work out in them, I wear compression shorts underneath them. So okay, it, I got it, you. It works out safe. You, keep, you keep yourself safe. That's <laughs> yeah. good news. That is good news. All right, um, now, uh, safe or not safe? Penny Hardaway in this recruiting class heading into next year. Oof, that's a good one. Or, or this and, roster, I should say, more more yeah. so than anything. Yeah, uh, we've talked about this for weeks now, and, and like I said, we talked about it last night on the podcast as well, and it's like I know people are tired of, of hearing it, but at the same time, we you know, we can't stop talking about it until something happens because the further it draws out, the sketchier and sketchier it gets. And that's what we said from the beginning. Uh, concern level was low. It was, you know, portal was still open. Players were, st- were still entering on a daily basis. Memphis was still reaching out and in contact with some top targets in the portal. So concern level was extremely w- low three or four weeks ago. And yep. it was like, okay, it'll get figured out. We won't, we won't get to a, to a point where everyone's concerned about this. And here we are, like I said, three or four weeks later, uh, portals closed. Um, obviously you're not getting any more entries. The the talent pool is shrinking and there's still no movement. And the way I framed it to you last night is you have, if you use the Mikey Williams situation as kind of a midpoint, if you look pre Mikey Williams situation, it was on the rise, you know, Jonathan cooking. Pierre. Yeah, absolutely. Jonathan Pierre, TFL Leonard, uh, Caleb Mills, Nick Jordan. It was like, okay, Memphis said, you know, Penny Hardaway and the staff are building a really, really solid roster. They don't necessarily have, like, these star players yet, but the role players that they're putting together, like, they can really build something with this. Then the Mikey Williams situation happens, and it's, okay, how do they handle this? How does this affect, you know, they, the number of scholarships? And since the Mikey Williams news, it's been nothing. You know, nothing positive necessarily has happened uh, as far as roster construction goes for next season. So it is it's a weird holding pattern that we've kept a lot longer than I think most people expected. The reliance upon... Uh, NBA draft dropouts, maybe reclassification if they wanted to go down that route, uh, uh, you know, grad transfers hopping in. That's a scary proposition, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not where you want to be, I wouldn't imagine. I mean, I, I would imagine that this is not where they expected to be at this point, you know, in, in roster construction and in roster building. I think players report, what, in June? I think early or mid-June, maybe first or second week of June. So only a couple weeks away, and it's like, okay, they're still – at least a couple scholarships open, bare minimum, depending on what Mikey and JJ do and what they decide to do with that. So the reliance upon, as you mentioned, you know, guys that have declared for the draft but kept their eligibility coming back, okay, that's a, a sketchy one, reclassification. Okay, if there are some reclassifications, what, there's maybe two to five guys that reclassify, and, you know, you got to get one of those guys. Yeah. Uh, and then the talent left in the transfer portal, and that and that's it. For the most part, there there are not many avenues to get players, and as I previously mentioned, the talent pool is shrinking. You know, guys yep. are committing every day. You're losing uh, opportunities at players. That we, we see they're still reaching out to a couple of guys. It's been really dry over the last uh, two or three weeks on on players that they've reached out to. Maybe four or five that that I can think of that they've reached out to. So it is an extremely puzzling situation. Yeah. Um. Who are the guys that they've reached out to that you could still keep an eye on right now? Musa Cisse's already he got scooped up by Ole Miss. They're going to have two 
uh, shot blockers and Jamarian Sharp and uh, uh, and Musa, guys that that Penny has previously reached out to. Uh, but they land with Chris Beard. Like who who else who else have they reached out to as of late that we could keep an eye on? Yeah, the most recent guys. Femio Ducale from Seton Hall, and I'm pretty sure that I saw that he has to get a waiver. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's the most recent guy you've reached out to, and he, you know, would be up. His status would be up Demario in the air. Demario Franklin style, right? His status would be up in the air for 23, 24. Which at this point in time, with what you have on the roster, like you do not want guys that could potentially, you know, miss a portion of the season or, or maybe not even be able to play at all, depending on what the NCAA ruled. So it just it's a weird situation right now. Like I said, there's not much traction, at least from, from where I'm sitting on, on a lot of these guys. Uh, like I said, two weeks ago, I know we talked about a few players that they had reached out to. I think most of those guys are elsewhere now. Uh, and then Femi Otokale is, is a potential waiver guy. So it is, I have no idea. I mean, there's I not wish, a lot of smoke is what I'm, is what no, I'm hearing. There's not, yeah. there's not, which is, which is weird because a couple of weeks ago, at least we were hearing potential things and it's like, okay, there things are moving behind the scenes and they are right now as well. I mean, let's not, let's not play dumb about it. Things are definitely moving behind the scenes, but we're not really seeing anything come to fruition. And it's just, it's really odd. Yeah, it is. And I, I mean, I, I have talked about the clock and people have come back at me and as I said, Penny doesn't usually work this late into the clock. People also pointed me in the direction of reclassification when it comes to Jalen Duran and Amani Bates, that was in, in August. That was the August of that year. But at the same time, like I, the reclassification part of this thing, I don't know if, if Penny really wants to bark up that tree, does he? I mean, this is a guy after the, after the year he talked about wanting to get older. And that, would not, that does not make you older to go get 17-year-olds that are coming out a year early of high school. Yeah, but I mean, at, at this point, you got to take what you can get. And if there is a player right. that's interested in reclassifying that they're in on in the 2024 class, then you take that at this yeah. point. If it's a high-level guy that you feel like can come in and contribute at least a little bit, you know, 15 to 20 minutes a game as a freshman and play well, yeah, they're going to do that. I mean, they just don't have many other options. But so then I, the other I, part I of that, though, is I, I don't hear a lot of smoke about guys trying to reclassify from 2024 to to 2023 that, that Penny has reached out to that Penny and that's in the staff have a have a awesome relationship with at this moment obviously things could change but I haven't heard that right, such a thing a, doesn't exist at this moment it feels like right but I will say about reclassifications from just covering recruiting for years like those are things that you really don't hear smoke about until okay. they happen for the most right. part like I can remember uh, with Jalen and Amani, there was a little bit, but even thinking back to like Anthony Edwards and stuff like that, some of the high-profile reclassifications of the last what, three to five years, most of that stuff stays relatively well hidden because it's a process to do it, uh, a behind you know behind closed doors process to do it for those guys. So typically, you don't hear about that until it happens or like right before it happens. It's not something that you usually hear about for months. Mm-hmm. Some players will come out and say, "Yeah, you know, I'm." considering reclassifying and and then it may happen down the road but usually if it's a if it's a high profile guy it's something that pops up relatively quick so it's not out of the realm of possibility but I'm with you like why why do you want to be reliant upon that and like you're saying bring in a 17 18 year old when you already have you know a a pretty large freshman class coming in over the summer from 2023 so I, I guess it just is what it is right now Talking with Christian Fowler, senior writer, content creator for Bluff City Media on Twitter at CFowlerBCM. Does it feel like they're trying to make the Mikey Williams thing work? It feels like it. I yeah. mean, there's been no movement on it. I think uh, – who, who wrote the article today? I'm, I think it was Jason Munns that wrote the article uh, speaking.
speaking with Larry Veach and saying that, you know, Memphis is in a holding pattern uh, with with the Mikey Williams situation, and that's what it feels like from this side of things, right? Like, it doesn't, it, it doesn't feel like anything's happened. There's been no movement. No one's said anything. Mikey hasn't came out and said anything publicly. Uh, Penny really hasn't said much about it. I mean, when he was asked about it in his last press conference, he said it's obviously an ongoing situation and investigation everything's alleged at this point so i'm not really at liberty to speak on it which is what you would expect so yeah Mm -hmm. it it feels like they're trying to make it work because i I mean if they wouldn't have i feel like if penny wanted to move on from that and start prioritizing guys in the portal he definitely would have done that a couple weeks ago is what it feels like could it still happen to could it still happen to where you know they ultimately part ways yes but it just feels like that's a, if he wanted to do that, if that's what he wanted to do, was move on from Mikey. It would have been done you know, by p- now. Potentially JJ as well. It would have been done by this point. Yeah, you would think so. You would think so. Now, um, Tiger football. I, I do want to bring this up. They got a couple of guys from Colorado, Austin Smith and Tyron Taylor. Um, what are you? What are your thoughts there on the, on those two particular guys? And also, I think overarchingly, like seeing the guys from Colorado all over the country, that's going to be a wild situation. I mean, there's like what was it fifty. 56 last time I checked. I think it's grown of, of guys yeah, that have been no. out since Dion took that job. Yeah, people from Colorado will be all over the country this year, but specifically with the two guys that Memphis landed, uh, Austin Smith, the tight end, not productive. You, you know, one catch, four yards, one touchdown in his career. So at least I guess you can say uh, efficient with his target. Hey, hey, one, one-handed catch. They were down 49 nothing. He cut it to 49-7. to seven. How about that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, putting in work. <laughs> But uh, he he has a I mean he has a good body fit as for a tight I mean six five two fifty five so really good size at a at a thin position for Memphis losing Arrington McCray after the spring so they don't have a ton of bodies at the position as a whole but they don't have any proven talent really I mean Anthony Lampier's played the most and he's primarily a blocking tight end so it filled a position of need now did it fill a position of need with someone who has a ton of experience no. Uh, which you would like, you know, you would like to see a little bit more experience at that tight end position. But they've got some some guys with some upside, so it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. And then with with Tyron Taylor, the defensive back, I'm much more excited about about that addition. Just you know, he played yeah. a large role on that defense, and you know, we talked about last night how good the quarterbacks in the Pac-12 are. So he's seen some of the best quarterbacks in the country at Colorado because the Pac-12 is just loaded at the quarterback position right now. So, And he's been a productive player. He, he hasn't necessarily been like an all-Pac-12 player. but Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. 
You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. He's been he's been really productive and he's played a lot of snaps and it just it creates even more of depth and experience and overall talent in this secondary. Since you brought it up, I have to bring it up right here. That the Pac-12 quarterback rooms are ridiculous at this moment. Like, aren't they? I mean, we have three guys: Michael Penix, Bo Nix, Caleb Williams, probably at the top of the Heisman odds. And then you're going to have Cam Ward, Cam Rising, uh, Shador Sanders. <laughs> like, you could just keep going down. Drew Pine, Arizona State, and Jaden Rashada got there. Dante Moore at UCLA. That That is a ridiculous, ridiculous conference when it comes to quarterback play. Yeah, I'm looking at a I'm looking at a rankings of the Pac-12 quarterbacks right now, and Shador Sanders is at seven, if that tells you yeah, anything. Yeah, that's insane. That's insane. Well, yeah, obviously, I mean, we, see, we have to see how it translates to – D1 ball, Pac-12 ball, but what he did at Jackson State was damn impressive. Right. So just going down from there, Shador Sanders, Cameron Ward at Washington State, DJU at Oregon State now. DJ, I forgot about DJU. Yeah, Bo Nix, Michael Penix, and Caleb Williams. I mean, and you mentioned it. They have the three three top guys as far as betting odds go for the Heisman in the Pac-12, Caleb Williams, Michael Penix, and Bo Nix. Yeah. Um, so, yes, Pac-12, absolutely loaded at quarterback. A, a guy you mentioned, Drew Pine, is at 10 on this list from the USA Today. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, the Pac-12, as far as the quarterback position, the defenses may not be great, but the quarterbacks definitely are. But this goes back to Tyron Taylor. He has experience against a, I mean, last year, really good. Granted, they were 1-11. Colorado's defense was no good, and their offense was no, no. good. Um, but he got some starting experience there. Uh, I think he has an interception in his career. But this this secondary for the Tigers is Deep, deeper than it's been in years, uh, by my sort of estimation. Yeah, and and it, you, I think you have a good mixture, and I like this, and I know the coaching staff likes this as well, of experienced veteran players and then talented younger guys. Like when you look at the corner position, Greg Rubin, a guy that's been you know a starter for multiple years for this team and been a really productive player, was extremely good as a freshman, and I think a lot of – I don't. I don't want to say he's went downhill, but I would say some of that regression that we've seen is because of what's around him, and just yeah. as far as getting to the quarterback, and then just having talent around him in the secondary. Obviously, having Quindell, but just not a ton outside of that. Then you have Malik Feaster, who was incredible at Jacksonville State before going to Florida State. Uh, Jalen Johnson transfers over from Ohio State. Uh, Simeon Blair transfers in from Arkansas. Uh, Joel Williams, who had transferred in from Kentucky. Uh, last season, so there's a ton of high-level talent in the secondary. A lot of highly ranked guys coming out of high school. When you look at Jalen Johnson, was a four-star. Joel Williams, I think, was right on the borderline of a four-star. Um, so a ton of talent, a ton of bodies. I think they're faster. I think they're bigger. I think they're more athletic in the secondary. Um, and that's you know that's Matt Barnes' position by trade, right? He was a secondary's yep. coach at Ohio State, so he's he's a good coach in the secondary, and I I expect to see. I don't want to say I expect to see, but I think there is the potential of this being the best Memphis secondary we've seen in years do, do, because we know that's something that's been a weakness in years past. Do you envision this being sort of a rebuilt sort of program style 
if you will, of like how they're going to win games. Because offensively, I have so many damn questions. Like I, I really do. I, I don't. That running back room, I'm confused. The old line room, yeah, they added some guys, but who's actually going to step up? and show out. Uh, the playmakers, their top four receivers are gone. They, granted, they tried to replace them. Some guys have been hurt. Some guys didn't really get to participate in spring. But the offense is usually the side of the ball you don't have as many questions about. And the defense, I I, I feel like as uh, it's as deep and ready-made to be successful as we've seen since, I, I, I said it on the show, I think 2014 when, when a team I was on won the, uh, won the Miami Beach Bowl. Yeah, I think we could see a shift this year to a team that's more defensive-minded. And I think maybe that's not as exciting for some fans, but I think a lot of fans will welcome that with open arms because there have been a if lot of games If you win ball over. games, you win ball games, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, but everybody loves to see the flashy, exciting offense. And I'm not saying that that's not a possibility, but it, like the, it's like the best bet right now is on the Memphis defense to be the, the more successful of the two units. And when in the world is the last time oh, that gosh. happened? Like you, you even mentioned that 2014 defense, but that offense was, that was, was really the highlight of, of the show. Breaking out. Right. right. That was like the highlight of the team because you have this six, seven quarterback who's chunking it all around and the defense was quietly extremely good. Uh, during that season. So I, I feel like going into this year, my confidence level would be higher in the defense just because of the, the depth, the experience, the talent that they have on that side of the ball. And with the amount of running backs that they have, with the size that they got on the offensive line, it's like, well, could could this team go more of a slow pace and play defense and uh, play, you know, time of possession and play the clock a little bit more this year? And they could. I mean, they have the they have the ability to do that, I believe, on paper. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what that looks like because a defensive-minded first Memphis team is something that we've really never seen. Now, last thing for Christian Fowler at C Fowler BCM on Twitter. Kendrick Davis gets the invite to the NBA Combine. At what? I mean, I'm not saying I struggle with it because I mean, he's 24. He's five foot ten. Yes, he can score defensively. He's going to have to unlock some things. No question to really become a, a mainstay at the next level. I think regardless. Uh, whether he goes overseas, he's going to have a pro career. Um, but but what does he need to do to fit in at, at the G League level, NBA level? Yeah, I talked to him probably about a month ago now and just I asked him the same question, like what is the plan? Like how do you make it at the next level? Like how do you hang on in the league or how do you hang on in the G League? And his answer was pretty simple and easy and it makes perfect sense and I believe it's it's accurate and that's just to – fill whatever role he's asked to fill by the team that takes a chance on him, whether you know they draft him later in the second round or pick him up as an undrafted guy, uh, which is you know the more likely of the two outcomes. But with his ability as a scorer, with his ability as a passer, a floor general, obviously a high basketball IQ guy, um, and then his weaknesses as well. He's not you know obviously the size is going to be number one when you see the weaknesses. The, the defense is is going to be difficult for him at his size. But if he buy, I feel like if he buys into his role and does what he's capable of doing, because I, I don't, he doesn't seem to be worried about trying to be a, a score first guard in the NBA because he knows that's probably not the route. The route is probably uh, to really sharpen his defense, to really work on his defense and just play hard on that end of the floor and be in the right positions. And then to, to be a table setter, to be a floor general, to move the ball and to get the team in the right reads and the right looks. And, I believe he has the ability to do those things. So I'm with you. I think regardless of where it happens, if it's the G League, if he somehow cracks a bench in the NBA or if he's playing overseas, like he has all the tools and ability to be 
a professional basketball player. And he's a gamer, right? You put him in, you put him in run uh, like the, he did at the elite camp, the G League elite camp this weekend. He's going to show out. You put him at the NBA Combine, give him a chance at a little bit of run. He's going to show out. It's it's, it's just who he is. So we'll see how it works for him. But the odds are stacked against. He's twenty four years old. He's he, he's getting older. Um, he he's been in college for five years. Under um, six and foot. he's under six foot as a guard. His odds are stacked against him, but I mean that's a guy I'd bet on, man. He's 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 done it so far through his college career, and he he just seems to get it going when he's asked to get it going. But uh, he is Christian Fowler at C Fowler BCM. He wears a five and a half inch inseam. If you were wondering, Christian, <laughs> appreciate it, brother. We'll do it again next week. Appreciate it, guys. Y'all have a good one. Five and a half inch inseam. I still can't. It's, that's that's insane, Connor. I go mid thigh. I definitely go mid thigh. That's five, the look now. You should have seen these things he was wearing yesterday. And I know I'm bringing them up again at the end of the conversation. But my gosh, I couldn't get away with that. Was man. was there? There's a video version of this podcast. Yes, right? there's a video. Are you, you just like staring at his crotch I, oh, the whole I, time? I, I, or I, like... opened, I opened the show and immediately asked, <laughs> "What the hell are those things?" Really, I. I I'm surprised we didn't I mean, open our show today on mid thigh. Mid thigh is fair, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mid thigh is fair, but if you're like quarter thigh, you're you're flirting. Hey man, you're flirting. But you know what? Whatever floats your boat, I guess. I got pale legs. I don't work out much. <laughs> I got no tats. I'm not trying to show off nothing. I'm doing it purely for it. It's hot as hell outside, and I live in Memphis, Tennessee. I hear you. I hear you. Now the blitz is upcoming. Peacock will hold exclusive rights to an NFL Wild Card Weekend playoff game. Joe Burrow speaks on his contract. Uh, extension talks with the Bengals, and we have some, uh, this is going to be fun, some FanDuel early Heisman odds. And I'll give you my thoughts there. That's next right here on the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM. Yes. Now, the biggest stories overloading the line of bull rush of info. It's Gabe's Blitz on the Gabe Coon Show on 92.9 FM ESPN, Memphis's sports station. All right, Gabe, first topic today. Peacock has reportedly paid the NFL $110 million to hold exclusive rights to an NFL wildcard weekend playoff game on January 13th in the primetime slot. 7-15 slot. Uh, okay. Um, does this help the league make money? Absolutely yes. No question. I mean, $110 million, that, that'll, uh, that'll do. Does this help Peacock boost their subscriber base? Yes, but I have questions about if they'll be able to recoup the loss of $110 million through getting more subscribers for one playoff game. But here, here's where I'm at. Does this help the consumer? Absolutely not. Does this help the league get eyes on their game? Absolutely not. And, and the NFL makes decisions on their behalf constantly. And, and it just shows all the time. They own us. They own us. We do whatever they tell us to do. We really do. Whether we like it or not, they make the decision to line their pockets at the expense of the consumer at times. And you know what? We deal with it every single time. The most powerful sports entity in this country always shows us how powerful they are. We know how powerful they are, and yet we do nothing to push back. I, I, this, this decision is bothersome in a lot of ways. A lot of people have a cable package with NBC. You could have just put the primetime game on Saturday night for the wild card weekend on NBC. Yet Peacock and NBC Universal say, hey, here's $110 million. Uh, you, you, may, you may piss off your consumer a tad bit, but uh, here's, here's 110 And they immediately take it and put it in their pocket. And it's insane to think for Peacock 
that they would make this move. Obviously, they want to boost their subscriber base and they want to make some things happen, get the wheels turning, and catch up with some of the other streamers that they think that they're on the same level with. But for one game, one game, $110 million. One game for $110 million. My God, the NFL just names their price and Peacock said, I will pay it. It doesn't matter. This isn't good for us as the consumer. It's only good for the powerful entities involved, Peacock and the NFL. And what's even more bothersome, I saw a story today in Sports Business Journal about how the NFL is cutting some of their NFL media through NFL Network and everything else, uh, some of their talent, to save money. What money do you need to save? You're making money (laughs) hand over damn fist. You just name a price to people and they give you that money. Why are you cutting people that have been in in your circle for this long? Why are you cutting the talent that you have? It's just, it's, it's bothersome, but at the same time, we, as the consumers of the National Football League, live with it every single time. It's just surprising to me how this went down. Like, you may know this. Did Peacock call the NFL or did the NFL, like, ask around to different streamers, like, hey, we have this game, here's the price to do anything. They have have the contract with NBC for Sunday Night Football already, so I'm sure there was conversations back and forth. And obviously Amazon has had some success with their stuff, Um, so so Peacock wanted to step in, and they already have that built-in relationship. So I'd imagine it was sort of a reciprocated feeling in a lot of ways. I don't think there's some I don't think there's very solid reporting on that, but I, I think it was a reciprocated feeling, and both of them just sort of decided to get into this this venture together. Yeah, I mean, to your point, though, this is not good for the consumer because, in my opinion, I have a lot of streamers. Everybody knows how I love movies and, and TV. I watch a lot. Peacock's the worst. It's the worst one. It just is. It's the least user friendly. It, it freezes up constantly yes. when you're trying to use it. I just don't see people subscribing to Peacock for a single NFL playoff game. I also am curious about some will, right? Well, but here's here's what they may do, and it's what we did. Whenever Peacock has like exclusive movies or exclusive shows for like a just limited number it. of time, no. You do a free trial, you watch it, and then you get rid of it. <laughs> right. So how is that? So is they're are they banking on, people on to forget that forgetting? they have a free trial? Yeah. I, I guess that's kind of what they're banking on here. It just this seems like a hail mary move from a streamer that knows that pain is around the corner. With you know, a lot of people are making fun of the HBO Max Discovery Plus merger, and I understand why they're making fun of the names. Or like, just call it HBO Max. You don't have to just call it Max. Yeah. But that's a powerhouse of a streaming service. Disney Plus, Hulu, ESPN Plus, they're all in bed together. That's a powerhouse of a streamer right there. Peacock's kind of out there by themselves. By themselves. They're kind of there by but themselves. But this is why right they're now. making the effort right now. Right. They're trying to make an effort. I just to, but don't I don't think but this back is the to move. my original point, like I do have questions about them being able to boost their subscriber base enough right. to get enough subscriptions that they can recoup $110 million worth of an investment. It just does not seem to make sense to me what ultimately. It, well, and I think that this also is heavily reliant on getting two teams in that game where the fan bases are going to watch the game. I mean, what if, NFL what if the game playoffs, sucks? Though, but, it's, it's, but not it's when you have playoffs. to go find it. That's, yeah. I think there's going to be a difference here because you're going to have to go find this game. So you're going to have to have a reason to want to go find this game. 
It's not, you can't just turn on your TV and it's there. That's why I just, it's, there's a lot of questions that I have about this. Like, I, I just, I don't understand the move really from Peacock's side. I totally understand it from the NFL side. Of course, they're going to take $110 million. Who wouldn't? It still sucks for the consumer, though. I think the biggest thing from this is that the consumer is, is the last person considered once again Always. in this. Uh, and, and guess what? It doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter. We, will consistently, we will consistently go consume that product regardless of if that product com- continuously slaps. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. So it's in the face. Right. Time after time. And I know I am, I am a violator of, of what I'm talking about right now. I am one of those consumers that feels like I get slapped in the face, yet I will still watch this game, 7-15, on Peacock. I will be tuning in, <laughs> right? So, like, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be hypocritical here, but I'm just telling you how it is. This is how, this is how the NFL consistently goes about treating their consumer badly, and then we just take it. We just take it. But I, 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 I'm very annoyed with the entire situation. I, I think it's I think it's garbage. It's garbage on the NFL's behalf, but this isn't the first time nor the last time that I will think that about some of the NFL's uh, sort of ideas to try to uh, get their consumer involved. Well, it, it's their priorities, the money, and that's all that matters. And we know that, yes. and this is just another move that proves that. And I'm curious to see what it looks like. Maybe by the time we get there, Peacock has revamped, and all of a sudden it's a better app, and there's more, who knows, maybe more games are coming down the road for them see, for different things. But I, I don't know. It just doesn't make much sense for me to be like $110 million for a single game. Most people that I know that have Peacock get it through their Xfinity package or their cable package. I don't see people genuinely going out and seeking Peacock and just like signing up for Peacock separately. Like I, I don't know a lot of people that do that. I could be corrected on this, um, but that's generally how people have or sign up for Peacock is through their cable provider. It, it seems like the one that's left behind for sure. Because even when you're talking about the NFL games on Amazon, on Amazon Prime, like you have Amazon Prime for a different reason than watching stuff. You yes. have it for the uh, benefits yes, of yes. Amazon my fiance, Prime. My fiance, so, my fiance, my fiance gets like fifteen packages so delivered it, a week. It's it's a bonus yes. having the NFL games on there. And you're like, this is awesome. This is a great <laughs> yes. bonus. But when Peacock's like NFL game, and it's like, okay, what else you got? And they're like SNL, and you're like, all right, <laughs> yeah. all right, yeah, yeah. Great. Like, okay, like Poker Face was great. That was a great Ryan Johnson. It was, it was great. But, like, it's over. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so we'll see how it works out. But this is the NFL yet again telling the consumer, we, 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 we need money over your happiness. Right. <laughs> Joe Burrow was asked about a contract extension. And while he mentioned he and the Bengals are in discussions, he also mentioned that other players on the roster are due for paydays. Yeah, you got to have good players. No, you can't. You see... I mean, it doesn't matter how good good your quarterback is if you don't have good players around him. You're not going to be a very good team. Um, good mindset, for sure. I mean, there, there's no doubt about it. Um, it doesn't necessarily come as come across as a guy who most people have predicted that Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, the likes of those guys will reset the market. Doesn't necessarily come across as a guy who's trying to reset the market. I mean, it, he understands what we all understand. You pay a quarterback, you're on the clock. 
If you pay a quarterback that big, massive deal like Jalen Hurts just got, five years, $255 million. Uh, Lamar Jackson, five years, $260 million. You pay that guy that, that, that type of money, you're going to, on the back end, have to try to do everything you can to keep the, the talent that has gotten them to the, the, those levels. Um, and I, I, look at, uh, I look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady's exactly. the, the, the exact example of a guy who took less money to win Super Bowls. Tom Brady and the Pats were a case study over the years. Tom Brady won three Super Bowls and an MVP, still settled for a three-year, $27 million contract extension in 2013. And then after that, won two more Super Bowls with the Pats. Um, so I, if, if Joe Burrow is going to take less money and try to get the likes of T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, O-Lineman, some of the defensive pieces, if he's going to try to keep them around and get them paid as well, the Bengals can have a sustained amount of success. Now, I, I do have questions about guys, even when they get done with their contract extension or, or contract with the Bengals, do they want to stay in Cincinnati? It's not necessarily like a premier market by any stretch of the imagination, but if Joe Burrow's that good of a teammate, he can, he can potentially keep some of those guys around. Um, but I, I don't think Joe Burrow should or will settle all that much, but, but he's giving me the idea that he's willing to take a, a decent cut to make things work around him. Somewhere in the – I mean – if we're talking about an extended contract, somewhere in the the forty eight to fifty million range is probably where where I still think he should land. Um, but I, I think if you have an extended contract, we've seen it with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes deal, I know it's a half a billion dollar deal, but it looks like a damn steal at this moment. And I think Joe Burrow's a, a, a not the same talent, but a similar talent at the top of the NFL. And he has the ability to really make things happen for that team as long as he is there. He said in the past, that window, that championship window is open. And in back-to-back years, we're talking about an AFC championship. We're talking about getting to a Super Bowl. So um, I, I, I like to hear guys with this type of mindset. Although, at the end of the day, I think you should go get your money when you have the opportunity. Yeah, you know, I, I definitely hope that Burrow gets paid. You always, you know, always want to see a guy that is deserving of a bag get get the bag. But uh, it's just it's another example of Joe Burrow getting it. He yep. just seems like he gets it. He understands how this works, and winning to me seems like his biggest priority. Which is, you know, I'm not going to say it's rare to see, but it's it's nice to see. It's nice to see from a young quarterback like this who could be potentially one of the faces of the NFL moving forward. I think it's a great it's a great thing to happen. Good for Cincinnati. Uh, I'm excited but, to see what happens on the field because yeah. of this, but also I think it's going to build morale in the locker yes, room. Yes, 100%. But yeah, that, that, and that's the thing. I think it does make your teammates even more happy to have you around. Um, but also, with all this said, let's wait till we actually see the contract that's terms. That's right? true. Like, you know, in the end of the day, he has an agent, and his agent probably saw that that presser and the, and what he was saying about having other other guys getting paid, and his agent was just sighing. Damn, hey, damn, we 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 could get more than that, brother. We could get more than that. Um, so I, I'm gonna wait till we actually see the contract extension. But again, I, I do think the point is well taken. Joe Burrow seems to understand how this thing works. Yeah! FanDuel's early Heisman odds are out. And Caleb Williams is plus 500 at the top of the list. Bo Nix is plus 1,200 in second place right now. Right now, you know, to me, it seems like that it's Caleb Caleb Williams to lose, but, you know, 
Yeah, and here's the thing. It's so hard to win two years in a row, though, right? Like, I feel like uh, some voting fatigue in the past has come up here. But Caleb Williams, he gets to 11 wins. He puts himself in a, a potential race for uh, being in the college football playoff. He could be right there again, and he's so talented. He'll, he'll likely be the number one overall pick going into next year's draft. I mean, I, I, I really like uh, his chances of potentially repeating. Plus 500 to plus 1,200. That He's doubling up, Bo Nix. Uh, obviously, right there, Tied at plus 1,200, Michael Penix Jr. and Jordan Travis. Know what this does tell me, though? My God, the Pac-12, and I I talked with Christian about this earlier. The Pac-12 quarterback play is insane. It's insane. Caleb Williams, Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr., SC, Oregon, Washington, top three, according to FanDuel, to uh, win the Heisman going into next year. And then you just go down that list. Cam Rising's been great at Utah for years. Um, uh, Cam Ward. I really like him. He's he's sort of a dark horse guy for for NFL draft conversations. He's sizable. He's really got a good arm. Came out of Incarnate Word um, at Washington State. Um, he's got good legs. That's a guy I really like. Um, you, Drew Pine, Jaden Rashada at Arizona State. DJU maybe a bounce back there at Oregon State. I didn't think he was terrible last year, but it, everything was going up after what he did in uh, in, in 2021. I mean, he was awful. Um, but he did get replaced by Cade Klubnick. But the, the, the quarterback play in the Pac-12, we, we, we crap on the Pac-12 consistently as we get into college football season uh, because we just don't think they're, they're tough enough and they, they really don't measure up to the SEC and the Big Ten from a power perspective. But at the same time, we have to pay attention this year. It's going to be a really fun brand of football in the Pac-12. But uh, there's a guy I want everyone to pay attention to on this list that's way down at plus 2,000. That's that guy. And I listen, I know what I say about Texas sometimes can uh, be critical. It's very critical. I think we go into every single year thinking that they're going to be fantastic. They're going to be Vince Young-level Texas, and they never reach that height. But I think Quinn Ewers this year, Good Lord, watch out. Nine wins, ten wins, he's going to be right in the heart of this conversation. Now, Texas has to actually get to nine or ten wins. We know that winning matters in the Heisman conversation. But those stats he's going to put up, uh, barring injury, good Lord, man. He's got Adonai Mitchell now from Georgia. Xavier Worthy is still on that campus. His O-line's going to be better and improve this year. And he's back healthy. This is a guy, as we get into the, the draft conversations, this guy's going to be up there. He's going to be a riser. Quinn Ewers is going to put up numbers this year. And I've always told people, like when it comes to the Arch Manning conversation, even when he committed to Texas, I said, guys, don't expect him to come in and start over Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers is, and not a lot of people pay attention to this, because recruiting numbers can fall on deaf ears at times, and you know how they're graded coming out of high school, it can fall on deaf ears. Did you know he is the highest rated high school quarterback recruit in the history since we have tracked numbers, according to 247? He is the highest rated ever, and he's shown it. When he was on the, on the field against Alabama, I thought he would have won that game against Alabama last year had he played the whole game, but Hudson Card had to step in, and they didn't really have a chance after that. But Quinn Ewers is a guy, keep a damn eye on him. If Texas can win the requisite amount of games in their last year in the Big 12, he is going to have a substantial chance, and I mean substantial, to win the Heisman. And it's going to be fun to watch. And also, as much as Sark has his past transgressions, 
He can coach a quarterback now. Don't don't put that past him. He really can coach quarterbacks. And I think Quinn Ewers is the next in line for him. Now, we need to wrap up the show. We need to wrap up the show. So we'll go ahead and get to a break. When we come back from the break, we'll get to the rewind. Now it's the rewind. Now we get that like we want. Brought to you by Memphis Barbecue Company. Rewind on 92.9. Breaking news. J.J. Reddick had a level-headed opinion on the John Morant situation. And even he says you should get 16 games. I think it makes sense. It's two times the first suspension. But in in general, the whole situation around how much he'll be suspended and all of the uh, discussions that have been thrown at the wall the past couple of days, it's going to be peculiar. The precedent for breaking the law, you know, bringing guns into team facilities, PEDs, cheating the game, somewhere between 25 and 60 games as far as the suspension is concerned. And Ja didn't do any of that. I mean, when we look at Ja, really just bad decision making. He, he will not and should not get treated like a normal situation, though. I, I don't think it, as far as he shouldn't be treated like a role player. He's a repeat offender, if you will, with a track record of shoddy decision making. And I don't think anyone should argue a guy with this many eyes, this much entertainment value, a guy with this much power that's at the top of the NBA. A, a, a guy that, that a lot of people hold near and dear to their heart, he shouldn't be treated the same as a normal role player, right? Just like we hold CEOs to higher standards than folks working in cubicles below them. We can talk about double standards. I think there's validity to some of those discussions. We can have big picture discussions, but ultimately, Ja put himself in a bad spot for the second time in a three-month period, and he will and should pay for those mistakes. But also on the show today, Desmond Bain had a procedure done on his foot. We broke that down. We had some ACC and realignment discussion. Peacock paid the NFL a truckload for the rights to one playoff game. And we also had plenty more where that came from. If you want to play back the whole show, download the Odyssey app and search 92.9 ESPN. What's the biggest game tonight? Presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Obviously, the biggest game tonight is going to be Lakers at Nuggets, 7.30. Right now, the Nuggets are a six-point favorite at home. I think I'm going to be going with the Nuggets for game one. Game one, Lakers, I don't know. I mean, they had success against the Warriors in game one, right? So maybe maybe they've got some legs rested and they're ready to go. Something's got to break. Either the Lakers are going to lose game uh, game one or, the or you know. We'll it, see. It's it's going to be interesting. To we'll see, see, but the Nuggets have done a, a, a decent job on their home floor. Right. So uh, I, 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 I don't mind your pick. I don't mind your pick. Fast forward. Fast forward. Like he said, game one of the Western Conference Finals gets going. Lottery balls will be flying tonight. Victor Wimbenyama goes to the lucky winner that gets the uh, gets the number one pick. Um, my Cardinals, by the way, have a night off after winning four in a row. Three against your Red Sox. Shut up. <laughs> Three against your Red Hey, they need to get hot at some point. They're still 17 and 25, all right? We're still struggling, but <laughs> we are four two. in a row. Life is quite all right tonight for me, and I hope that you all enjoy it as well. But that's a wrap for today. Thanks to Christian Fowler and Jeff Calkins for their contributions to today's program. We'll meet back here at the same time tomorrow. But in the meantime, we're going to pass you off to Joe and Amber. For Connor, I'm Gabe. Be easy, be safe, and enjoy the rest of your night. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.